48-hour art check. Best of podcast. We go live Monday, Wednesday on YouTube. 9 p.m. California time, and you can join us there live in the chats or watch them later. You can always check things out at coreykerr.com slash 48HR. We take the best conversations from those live streams and rip them and put them into this podcast. Today's topic is... I don't know exactly how to describe this. Uh, YouTube and the FCC, have, have, uh, they're fighting and, and the, kids are, the kids are getting crossed the, caught in the crossfire, I think. So, uh, Scott, jump in when I, when I say something incorrect. But my, my understanding out of it is uh, there has been some longstanding rules um, about child labor laws and about advertising to children that uh, basically YouTube has never followed. And um, the FCC decided FTC. Yes. Federal okay. Trade Commission. Ah, okay. That's good. Uh, so the FTC has jumped in and, and decided to enforce that. And, uh, and they basically in a press conference said specifically uh, we are targeting YouTubers and uh, we're going to come after them because they're the easiest ones to come after. Yeah. Um, and then YouTube was hit with, uh, I think, a $175 million fine, which is like the biggest FTC fine that they've ever levied. And I don't think YouTube batted an eye at all. And they just said, oh, yeah, sure. You know, like because YouTube is owned by Google and Google, you know, pretty much runs the Internet. So um, so they didn't care. But to make sure that, that didn't happen again, um, they basically released uh, a series of videos and some help pages that said uh, you have to mark your content as for children, not for children, or go through each one of your videos and mark each video as for children or not for children. And they said, by the way, our, our algorithm has gone through and decided whether your videos are for children or not for children. Um, and that's a whole different thing because YouTube's algorithm is notoriously horrible at deciding anything. Um, And so basically the gist of it is if you, if I say that one of my videos is not for children, meaning that the intended audience is not kids uh, and they, they define kids as uh, people under the age of 13 years old and the F, TC decides that it is for children, um, then I can get fined uh, over $40,000 for that one video. And YouTube said, even if our algorithm decides that it is not for children and we agree with your decision to market as not for children, you're on your own. It's your content. We're not going to do anything about it. You know, you're going to pay that fine. We're not going to, we're not going to help. We're not going to fight for you or anything. So at that point in time, you have the option to take the U.S. government to court or pay, you know, a year's salary per uh, video. Per video that's found in violation. So it's it's weird. It is weird, and it is definitely um, it's definitely kind of scary. The, the The downside for me is not huge from a revenue standpoint because I don't I don't typically monetize a lot of my videos anyway and if I do I kind of think I do it by accident I, I think I make like 
at best like six bucks a month or something. I, I don't think I've ever really made much money on YouTube. Um, and I don't even think it's hit, it's hit six bucks a month, uh, most months. But if I, if I do market for children, uh, then there are no, no more personalized ads. Um, and YouTube, AKA Google turns off their creepy tracking software for people watching that particular video. Um, because that's, that's a big part of it is you are not allowed to collect personalized data of people under the age of 13 years old. Um, that's, that's part of the, part of the thing. Um, but then also my content in that case would be recommended alongside other videos that are for children more often than recommended in the other category. And this is, if you look at their, if you look at the way that YouTube is describing their agreement with the FTC, uh, it is really strange. So for example, uh, this figure that I have uh, hanging off my microphone right now, uh, this is from a movie that is not intended for children. It is a character that is not intended for children. It is a, um, it's a figure that is not like a, it's not a, it's not a figure that's intended for like kids. It's aimed at like teens and, and older. And, uh, and yet be, at, at a glance, somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, some FTC intern or something, uh, they could say, oh, that's toy. Toys are for kids. You're in violation. So this- I think I, I just want to interrupt. I think the interns probably are going to be younger and will be understand able to understand that. I think it's the older people who don't really know that who are basically the ones making the laws that think comics are for kids. Toys are for kids. Right. Animation is for kids. And I could point out plenty of each of those examples that are definitely not for kids that I would definitely not sh- sh- be comfortable showing my kids. Um, well, some of my kids are older now, so they can watch whatever they want. But, um, but yeah, I mean, these all this stuff isn't just by nature of it being comics or animation or 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 toys doesn't mean it's for kids. And are they are they a student? Are they educated enough to make that distinction? I don't know that they are. Right. And I mean, you take something like Star Wars, for example, and you have like the Black Series or whatever, right? I mean, that that is a toy line meant for collectors uh, that are typically going to be older than 13 years old. Uh, I, I, I have a, a bunch of those. Um, originally, you could argue that the movie when it was released in the 70s uh, was probably aimed at a younger audience. Um, but that audience has since grown up. And, uh, so that's, that becomes an interesting kind of thing. Like, is it, is it, or is it not? Um, so Kayla's, Kayla's got a question. Uh, does this even make it worth it to live stream? Is it only for videos that you make money off of? So I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how this shakes out for me. I am going to continue to live stream. Um, just because it's not worth it to me to risk it financially. I've just marked my entire channel as for children. Oh, really? Um, really? Yeah. That, that, okay. That's it. That's interesting. That's really interesting because I did not mark mine for children. And that's kind of what I'm worried about because I think I would think, I mean, basically everything you do, even the fact that you are a college professor and I mean, when you speak, it's definitely, I mean, the language and everything at the, I mean, I don't think there's any, 
other than the fact that I've, I know sometimes you'll have your daughter or maybe your son in your video, um, that could prove problematic. I don't know. Um, but other than that, I don't, I mean, I think, I think out of the three of us, I'm probably, I probably should be the most worried. Um, because even though if you hear my videos and you hear me talk and that you can, I mean, the way I speak is basically the most, the, the, the common thread throughout most of my videos is, you know, how to, how to make a living as an artist, how to, you know, it's, it's that type of thing. That's, that's generally what it is. But when you, at first glance, when you look at it, you see a guy in a green lab coat and this kind of really colorful set and everything that's kind of based off of, you know, old nineties Nickelodeon or, you know, mystery science theater. And uh, somebody could definitely look at that and say, Hey, this, this is for kids just by the look of it, because, you know, who knows how much they're, they're going to read into this, that that's what scares me. But I honestly, I never intend my content to be for kids. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen my video, but I talked about a lot of this stuff. So I might be repeating some things, but there are certain videos that I'm going to probably either just, you know, make, and I don't even know if making those videos, um, Hiding those videos or making them un uh, what do you what how, what's the terminology they use uh, un- unlisted unlisted um, I don't know if that's good enough but like because I've done videos like on Free Comic Book Day where I actually show and I got permission from parents to show the kids drawing their comics and stuff like that but I don't really feel comfortable having that on so I'll probably unlist those um, so I mean if, if I had a chance if I had a chance to fight it I I have a I, I think you know i have a a really good argument but i don't know if i am fine if i will have that opportunity without actually going to court and i can't afford to fight the government so it's like super scary but i'm really surprised that you you marked your stuff as for kids i I mean i can see where you're coming from where if you're not make i mean i don't make i don't make much money off of youtube um but i plan to or i hope to at some point or you know or and i don't want my if my channel goes away it's really gonna suck but it's not going to put me in the out on the street whereas a forty two thousand dollar fine if i only get fined once would and i don't know i mean i'm i'm i don't know that uh you know that I would be somebody that they would make an example of. But if you go back to the the Napster thing, I mean, they definitely made examples of like 12 year old girls. Um, yeah. So they went, they went after people that yeah. had no business going after. I mean, that right. was, that because was unconscionable. To, yeah. And, and they're trying to scare. I mean, even the language, I don't know if you watched that video of the guy from the FTC saying, you know, uh, t- the analogy of the fish in the barrel analogy where it says YouTube is the barrel content creators are fish and we're going to start shooting some fish. So, I mean, purposely they're trying to scare people. They're just very, not, not very tactful or, 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 um, or, uh, compassionate. So what's the risk of just saying your content's not for children? So the risk is, because this is, this is a good thing is (laughs) let's, let's say I, I would agree with Scott. I don't think Scott's content, the intended audience is for children. And this is where, the, publish, the, the publishing market uh, makes a distinction in general publishing that comics does not make. All ages content is different than content that is aimed at children. Yeah. Right. But, but I would say that all, all three of us have 
typically all ages content, meaning that it's not intended for kids, but kids aren't going to see or hear anything that is going to you know, upset anybody, right? If they watch my videos, to be perfectly honest, they're going to be bored out of their minds because I'm just talking about really esoteric crap that even bores adults. So there's, I can't imagine there's too many kids out there that are like super excited to hear me pontificate about the governmental structure of ancient Sparta and fifth century BC. <laughs> you know, so like, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm with you, Scott. I'm not concerned about my content. I'm concerned about the perception of my content. So yeah, if right. you take your channel, for example, you market not for kids. Um, and then somebody is just batch batch processing a bunch of videos and they see a cartoonish set and a green lab coat and a pleasant guy, you know, and they're like, Oh, kids show right off the bat without listening to anything. That's, that's my concern is I don't trust the government to do anything well or efficiently yeah. or accurately ever in any situation. But my uh, question is like, isn't there some liability if you have gone ahead and marked your content as not for kids period. And that's documented that you've marked it as not for kids. So if they have their kid filter on YouTube and your content pops up, that's a YouTube problem, not a you problem. Well, they're also, uh, they're also concerned with people, you know, saying their content's not for kids when it, when it is because they, they've had that. That was one of the, the issues where, I don't know the exact, I don't know what this was all about because I've never, I don't watch that kind of stuff, but they yeah. were making kid-like videos, but they, but I, I, do you know more about this situation, Corey? There's, there's, there's several things that were going on. One, one was uh, people were trying to radicalize children, you know, and so in, into, into, you know, crazy extremist stuff. Um, and so they would set things up um, to be intended for kids to market it towards kids and to be placed along children's videos. And then they would put in weird racist, whatever, um, you know, stuff like that, or, you know, radicalizing things or, or messaging that would lead them towards, you know, being kidnapped or, or whatever. And so there's, there's trafficking that is, that is a problem. There's radicalization. That's a problem. Um, you know, and like recruitment that is an issue. Um, and then also, um, you know, if the, if the pornography industry can get you hooked at a young age, well, they, they've got a, they've got a client that is going to be much easier to, to get money out of than, than later on in life. And so there's a lot of that type of stuff, um, that people are just trying to black hat game the system and hook kids. It's, it's, it's the same thing that has happened in the past with, uh, advertisers, you know, uh, of cigarettes, I'm I'm not I'm not advertising toward kid towards kids. I just I just happen to have like this, you know, cool guy camel cartoon character that, you know, like is out there doing doing whatever. You know, I mean the the intended audience for that was much younger than the than the legal age to to do that yeah. activity. That type of thing continued to happen on YouTube and became a real big issue because before the FTC got involved like two years ago, the advertisers were like why, why, why is my old spice ad running next to someone being beheaded? You know, why, why is my, yeah. why is my brand being associated with racist radicalized content? Yeah. And so there were, there was kind of this max exodus of advertisers from YouTube because 
YouTube hadn't figured out how to how to do that. I do just want to point out Victor's comment, which is Corey is the most boring person I know, especially <laughs> when he talks about his stories of Scotland. So I I completely agree. Um, so the the risk is the risk is if I say this isn't for kids, and even if it legitimately is not for kids, uh, if the FTC decides that it is for kids, they can levy a fine without going to court, and I either pay that or I fight it in court. Either way, I'm out a ton of money because I'm not a lawyer and I would have to hire a lawyer. You know, there's, no real, there's no real appeal process. Yeah, I could see this leading to some major issues. I mean, the, um, indie comics for years have had troubles with the FCC. I'm surprised it's the FTC right now, but the, with the FCC, check that um, there have been so many run-ins and, and part of why there even is like a comic book legal defense fund is because comics have been... Um, notoriously in the crosshairs of the FCC, right. um, like comics and rock and roll for some reason, it's like music and comics are rotting kids' brains, right? Um, but yeah, and, and with indie comics in particular, because they're comics, um, but they do comics for adults, like Raw was one of those ones that had um, actually Raw and Zap. I think both got um, pulled into like congressional hearings and stuff because of and lawsuits and stuff from the government because they'd have like characters that look like Mickey Mouse, like doing things that are not very Mickey Mouse. Right. But, you know, and, and a lot of it is humor too, which is like a very hard realm. Like um, so, something I think of it instantly is like, you know, like a Spumco cartoon is not necessarily for kids. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but it's going to have that appearance of being for kids. And it's, it's a really fine line. And, and you're right when it, when it comes to guys in suits that are, you know, um, like uh, completely unaware of popular culture, you know, they're going to make a distinction like, well, you're, you're saying you're a cartoonist cartoons are for kids, you know, right. and, and that's where it could, could lead to some real um, legal issues. And that is a whole conundrum. I wonder if that's like, I wonder if it's more highlighted, but it's just kind of a risk you run as a content creator and always have run because the FCC is insane. I mean, yeah, technically speaking, they could have done this at any point in time because anyone who is, well, I mean, prior to this, I think they could only go after YouTube, but basically they, they cut a deal with YouTube or YouTube threw all the creators under the bus. Yeah. Because YouTube is the, is the advertiser. They're the ones that are placing the ads. And it's not like, it's not like if I, if I'm the writer of a TV show that airs on NBC, that says something that the FCC or FTC has a problem with, yeah. and then they're not going to come after me and find me. They're going to find NBC. But yeah. in this case, YouTube has cut a deal with the government to basically say, we have no control over the situation. We've done, we've done everything we can. Yeah. We, we have them govern themselves because it's, you know, it's the, it's the new internet, you know, it's the web 2.0, that type of thing. And it's just the, the frustrating thing about it is that I, everything about it is just really annoying because they've gone out of their way to take no responsibility um, for this. And they're being massively unclear. Um, yeah. They're being massively unclear about Purpose. like what is happening. 
So um, there's there's this this lady here. I want to want to bring this up because um, this is one of the ones that is kind of interesting to watch. So here we have Lauren. She's from YouTube, and she's here to tell you that really there's nothing that they're going to do to help. You know, you go to your you go to your settings, you go to your channel, you go to advanced settings, you click the audience section, you choose one of these things, and you are legally obligated based on that choice. And if you're wrong, it's on you, and we don't have anything to do with it. But here's what I'm getting at. Like, so what's the risk then if your choice is that it's for adults? <laughs> Is if it is for for forty two thousand dollars per video, if if it if you say it's for adults and they and even if the audience is proven to be adults, yeah. I looked at my analytics and my audience. I mean, you know, you can't. They they obviously the reason why YouTube is in trouble is because they were collecting data on you know on minors basically and advertising them, so they won't show you actually that data, but. I can tell you that that 18 to uh, whatever, 13 to 18 in my analytics, it's less than 1%. So it would stand to reason that anything below, it just drops off below that. Yeah. So the kids aren't watching my channel. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty much empirical <laughs> evidence that they aren't, that I can point to if I could fight it. If if I get you know if I get slapped with the lawsuit or whatever I don't know that I could fight it. So but here's here's the here's the thing. Uh, they're not saying if the audience is children. They're saying if the FTC decides right, right. Yes. That the audience could be children, meaning right. that it. And and there there are some things I tweeted about this the other day. There are some things in there that they say if your language can be understood by children. Like English, because that's the language that I speak in my videos. Yeah, and so it as as a professional communicator, as somebody who teaches communication uh, at a collegiate level, it it infuriates me to no end to have vague, indiscernible language uh, be something that is legislated. Because, yeah, because it allows a little too much wiggle room for for somebody who might be just looking for a payday. Yeah. And and in addition to that, like I want to follow the law. Yeah. If I don't know how to follow the law as an intelligent, literate person, how am I going to do that? How am I, how am I supposed to, you know, if ignorance is no, if is no excuse for breaking the law, how am I supposed to do this? I don't have a law degree. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I, and I, Victor's saying that everything should be made in pig Latin and, and maybe, Kids don't speak pig Latin anymore. It's only it's only us 30, 30 to forty five year olds that speak that, and so that would be okay. I, you know, I'm wondering if I if I start every video with a disclaimer, this video is not intended for children under the ages of thirteen years old, and then I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I don't know. Is the fact that I have an action figure in the frame here does that actually make it for children? Because it could. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, my comic has a very childish, cartoony style to it. It it addresses suicide and some really heavy topics. Maybe I'm gearing it towards children because it's a childish style, right? right. It's uh, that's that is super disturbing. The path that could go down, and in the hands of like a good legislator, 
uh, you know, you'd have no worries. But the problem with like unclear protocols like that for government is you can't always depend on the idea that all actors are sane. Um, right. And some of the beauty of law is that law usually discounts, um, like law accounts for irrational actors. Like that's why there's law. Like if everybody were a rational actor, you wouldn't need law, but law exists for irrational actors, um, you know, and accounts for it. So if it's unclear law that allows for irrational legislators, which is like a nightmare of a scenario. Um, that's scary. wait, hold on. Are you saying that there's a slight chance that we might have irrational people running our government? I don't know. I've, I've just been paying attention to weird hearings lately and starting to get the vibe that there might be, but I don't know. I feel like that's a stretch. The, the senators and the president and the cabinet, I feel like historically have been the most level-headed moral people out there. They, they, oh, yeah. they tell the truth. I can trust them to do what they say. So I'm, I'm a little offended that you think that they might be irrational. Here, here's a, here's the thing that a lot of people may not remember. It's like it's it's a weird thing because I'm I'm like a really left leaning person, but I remember when I was younger, um, I I had issues with voting for Gore because of his wife, and I think for anybody who doesn't rem- remember all the Tipper Gore uh, hearings of rock and roll, um, where. I mean, these are congressional hearings where rational adults are talking about how if you play a Twisted Sister album backwards, it says to worship Satan. Um, Like the whole satanic panic thing, that was legislated. That wasn't just like some weird panic that swept people in the 80s. That was like all the way up to the upper, you know, echelons of government. Um, Government has a really long, dark history of... um, well, I mean, like Zap is a good example too. Like, there's a really notorious case where uh, they did a parody, and it was obviously a parody of Mickey Mouse, and they did get sued, and they got sued by Disney, but they also got slapped by the FCC because the FCC took the angle of like, we don't care if it's a licensed character. It's you know, even though it was clear parody, right? Which is right. protected under parody law, but Disney has power over parody. Um, careful with Disney. Um, <laughs> But anyhow, it's like it, it, it was this notorious thing um, and in a really big case in comics where the FCC kind of sidelined because they're getting money from Disney <laughs> and they, they kind of side hit with like, well, this thing is is unacceptable because it's marketed to children and it's, and it's clearly inappropriate, even though it was like it was a tongue in cheek parody that like and nobody was buying it. It was like a kid, you know, right. Um, so that is really interesting. So here's here's some of the language. Um, <clears throat> this is YouTube's YouTube's uh, description of whether or not your video might be for children <laughs> in their help section. Uh, whether children are your intended or actual audience for the video. That's one. That makes sense. Whether the video includes child actors or models. Whether the video includes characters. What does that mean? Celebrities or toys that appeal to children. So, so any, if you have a toy in the background, any celebrity or any toy or any character, including animated characters or cartoon figures. So there's both my channel and your channel, Josh. Yeah. Um, because you have cartoon figures talking about mental illness, faith, 
suicide, depression. Um, and as we and all know, I have, cartoons are for kids, right? And I have animated characters that talk about government surveillance and, um, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, that adds an extra layer to it. Right. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, so that's that. Whether the language of the video is intended for children to understand. <laughs> this This bothers me so much because... Everybody should be communicating in a way that children can understand it because that is called clear communication. That is, that is just a basic tenet of public speaking is that if you speak so pedantically that no one can understand what you're talking about because you're throwing your vocabulary at them, you're a bad public speaker. You're not a good communicator. So if you can speak clearly and persuasively, for a child to understand, then everybody else gets it too. That piece of content right there is so vague because whether the language of the video is intended for children to understand, they speak the same language I do. So it's, it's not like they turn 13 and that's when they learn English. Is the lesson of this that we should all speak as if we're writing postmodernist theory? Right. Like, I'm just going to, from now on, I'm only going to use three to five syllable words and nothing shorter than that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Because it kind of, it is counterintuitive if you're, if you're communicating clearly. Um, I mean, one of the great reasons that like the quantum physicists we know aren't all necessarily the most brilliant quantum physicists. They're just the best people at communicating. Right. Um, yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's part of it. That's part of like kind of science is like, if if you want to be a good advocate and communicator for science, you take complicated ideas and boil them down in a way that everyone can understand. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of adults that, that may not have the capacity of beyond like what a child does with understanding. Sure. You need to be communicating for all those people. So you're right. Like that is, that is kind of a catch 22 because if you're communicating properly um, it's going to get, it, it could be under that guys. Okay. Wow. That's, that is kind of creepy. Um, yeah. Whether the video includes activities that appeal to children such as, and let me, let me just talk for a minute about the phrase such as okay. that is not an, that is not an all inclusive phrase. That means for example, including, but not limited to, it means I'm going to give you some examples but it could be anything that falls into this category. And so the first part of this is the declarative definitive statement. The second part of this is examples that may be included, but are not exhaustive. Whether the video includes activities that appeal to children, that's the definitive part, such as these are some examples, but not an ex, not a, not exhaustive play acting, simple songs or games or early education. It, it could be anything though, as if somebody says, well, well, my nine-year-old loves history, and so all of a sudden, um, you know, my videos uh, they appeal to children. Whether the video includes songs, stories, any story apparently, uh, or poems for children, stories—the fact that I get on here and I tell a story—that's uh, apparently a thing. Uh, any other information? Uh, you may have to help determine your video's audience, like empirical evidence of the video's audience. So what, what Scott was talking about before, empirical evidence, I can show I can show my channel dashboard right now, 
and I have a zero percent audience in uh, in uh, zero to seventeen years old. Oh, yeah. My my audience is firmly uh, planted in like uh, seventeen to thirty five. Yeah, same here. But that is but that is it, it's any of those things. It's not it's not all of those things. Yeah, it's any of these things could trigger that. And then at the end of this, I forgot I forgot to say at the end of this, they actually come out and say, or kind of anything else. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, it it's ambiguous enough to where pretty much anything could fall into it. Um, and I and and I feel like for practicality's sake, you know, you would like to think that they're keeping it as a broad scope so they can really come after people who are really exploiting, you know, the freedom of it i would like to think but that but i but i listened to the press conference case. and they called me a fish in a barrel that they're going to shoot at yeah well and that's the thing that's rarely the case with this kind of thing usually if there's wiggle room where innocent people could be you know caught in a in an issue that's exactly where you'll see that happen i mean it, it's part of why um you know like when you're in business and you're working on protocols that affect departments and are interdepartmental and stuff it's like you really want to be a lawyer about the way that verbiage is written Mm -hmm. because the second you've established a law or a protocol if there's any wiggle room um people are going to take advantage of the wiggle room like regardless and like let's let's say you're a legislator and you want to look like you're cracking down on on uh, terrible uh, videos on the internet. And if you can invent, like, let's say you run out of terrible videos, you can invent them. And, and like, y- you know, anybody would doubt that that could actually have a nefarious end to it should look into like McCarthyism and where that went. He, um, he did, he did catch a couple, a couple bad guys and then everyone else. Yeah. Or, or even more currently, like, uh, you know, for those of us who like kind of lived through September 11th, it's like in the aftermath of September 11th, there was like this mini McCarthyism that was happening where if a musician criticized the president, like they were suddenly blacklisted. Like if, you know, French fries had the word French in it, they were blacklisted. Like everything was blacklisted if it was un-American. And um, it was, it was kind of a creepy kind of McCarthyistic type time. So, you know, just seeing that that, that's in the nature of what can happen. I would be a little nervous about it. However, I did mark my whole channel as not for children and hopefully that's good enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm again, Corey. I mean, I, man, it kind of, it pains me to hear that you did that because you pretty much doomed your channel not to grow. And it isn't there. It's the furthest thing from kids. I mean, you, you know, I, I just don't see how you're so is that gonna take it out of the algorithm then by having it marked as not you can't have comments, you can't have uh you can't have obviously advertisements, you can't have there's a, just a lot of things that are just taken away if you opt for that. If it's not yeah. for kids, it's not gonna have advertisement or it's just not gonna have advertisement that's for kids. No advertisements, no comments. I, I read that it doesn't have personalized advertising. Oh, personalized. Okay. okay. Because it's the data collection that's the problem. Here's 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 my here's my thing. And I'm not I'm not saying that I'm gonna continue to have it 
Can you change it after you've you marked can, it? You can change it at any point Wait, in time. Oh, okay. Okay. Four kids? Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. Because that's the safer bet. If I mark it for kids and I'm wrong, no one sues me. If I right. if I mark it for adults and I'm wrong, then the possibility is that I lose a year's wages and I'm not interested in risking that for my channel. But here's yeah, it, it might yeah, I just want to interrupt real quick. It might make sense to do kind of what you said as long as you can change it because I mean we won't really know the ramifications of this until hopefully early next year. Hopefully it won't take longer than that once right. we see actually how this plays out. We, I mean, the problem is we're in the dark. We don't know. I mean, everything is so vague. We have no idea what's really going to happen. We couldn't, can only assume. Couldn't marketing, like to me, I would think that would be the reverse. I think if you market for kids and then they find that it's not for kids, that's where you could end up in real legal issues. You know? Mm. That if eh, yeah yes and no I mean that, I think that's a different that's a different problem because right now the FTC is going after illegal data collection of minors and 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 that that is because Google is a data a data collection service so let me let me read the part that that cinched it for me as a creator this is YouTube telling me this as a creator you know your videos and your audience best. And it is your legal responsibility to comply with COPPA and or other applicable laws and designate your content accurately. If you fail to categorize your content correctly, there may be consequences on YouTube. Additionally, there may be legal consequences under the U.S. Children's Online Privacy Protection Act or other, other applicable local laws. Basically, they said uh, up here, YouTube analytics is not designed to help determine if your content is child directed. You should use the factors outlined by the FTC above to set your audience. And that's vague language to me. And I, I have things where I could see people misinterpret what I'm doing. Uh, and and I, 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 I am certain that if I went to court, I could easily argue and win. I am also certain that I don't have the time or resources to be able to go to court and defend myself. Yeah, the main I, the, the weird thing is I don't think there's anything on my channel that would like freak out a kid if they saw it. <clears throat> no, that's not the, the difference point. between yeah, the difference between because my stuff is all family friendly. I mean, yeah. and the one thing I mentioned that this this there's a possibility that this could be a good thing for me because there is a sweet spot. I mean, there's there's the advertisers that don't want to advertise with anyone that's using either profanity or things like that. And yeah. then, then on the other side, there's the, the whole kids thing. So if I'm in that sweet spot where I'm safe for advertisers, but it's not kids content that could, you know, bring my, what is it? CPM or whatever the terminology for whatever you're making for your ads or whatever that yeah. could bring that up or whatever. Um, but I don't know that it's, this is all, you know, yeah, it's all new to me. I felt like the safest route was to say it's not for kids, even though I don't feel uncomfortable with the kids seeing my content. I, I think I think that's the I think that's the opposite, though. Huh? Be, and and, it, and it's, it's because there's there's two different issues happening. There's an issue that happened about two years ago, where the advertisers, the companies, the corporations were mad at Google because content that was for adults was being served uh, with children's advertising or, or family friendly advertising. 
That's a completely different issue than this. This this issue is Google has been routinely they've been caught with their pants down. They have been they have been uh, tracking data of everyone on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is illegal to do that in the U.S. to children under the age of 13. And as a way to mitigate that, they had to pay a hundred and seventy million dollar fine and make everybody on YouTube determine whether their content is made for children or not. And if you determine that your content is made for children, then it hampers your content because Google's algorithm will no longer be tracking the data um, of people who watch that video, which means that they have no incentive to show it to anyone. Mm -hmm. But the safe route is to market as for children because the FTC doesn't care in this instance if if you have if you have content that's family friendly but not intended for children that is marked as for kids but they do care if it's marked as for adults and it's actually for kids because that's when Google begins collecting privacy data and so mm. it's actually Google it's actually Google that's in the wrong and it's the creators that are that are going to get the brunt of it that's fascinating. I still feel way more comfortable saying it's for adults. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I feel like legally I'd have more of an issue with, I, I'd, I'd feel like I'd have better standing with that. Like, look, I'm clearly talking about content that's not for kids. I've never pretended it was for kids. And yeah, you know, I, I, you know. I'm, I'm mainly just worried that I have, I have a comic book illustration style, both in my ink and in my, in my digital coloring and I do cartoon animations yeah. and I, I don't trust some idiot in the FTC to sift through that and see the nuance of the symbolism that I'm trying to get across no, in my animation. They're going to see a cartoon character. Beatles. Remember like they, they used to bring up the Simpsons in the, like the first two years of the Simpsons. I think there were, some congressional hearings regarding that too. They were like, it's rotting kids' brains in this animation. It's geared towards children. And they're like, it's clearly not just for like little kids. Right. And uh, that was the whole issue. South Park, I think, had the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, Murph, Murphy Brown, when she decided to be a single mom, I mean, there were congressional. And here's, here's the difficulty to navigate this in this new world where the content creator has direct access to the audience. Because in the case of um, a show that wants to be risque or whatever, if it's doing that under like Fox, um, Fox has access to members of the FCC or whatever. So they will float a script to them to say, okay, we've said four F words. um, So what can we get away with? To like, how do we get away with the four F words? Well, okay, well, you got to get rid of this one shooting scene and this other scene and this other thing that's bad. And then you can get away with your four curse words or whatever, right? Right. They, they have that negotiation before a, a TV show even hits air, right? It's gone through the lawyers and it's been cleared um, so, that, so that there's no surprises, right? And the only catch with that is like live broadcasts, right? Where somebody might accidentally, and then they'll pay a fine. Um, but it's, 
it is a whole new world like when it comes to yeah that's fascinating i don't know that is an interesting can of worms it is think about the ramifications of that nor did i read all that extra stuff i just marked my channels as for adults so yeah i don't know and i'm i know i'm overreacting like i'm i, I don't i'm not even gonna say i think i'm overreacting i'm i'm aware that i've completely overreacted to this i don't think so but uh but it, it is i mean to me i i look at in in a lot of my decisions I say, what's the worst possible situation? And in most, in most of those, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed publicly, uh, you know, or whatever. In this case, the worst possible situation is that I become bankrupt and I lose my home and that over, over what? Cool. So that's, I mean, when, it, when I talk about mitigating risk for me, I'm I'm currently under the under the impression that the FTC is looking to make some examples mm-hmm. out of some people. Um, it is so unlikely that my channel is going to come up for any number of reasons. One, I have a very cool community that watches my watches my channel, but there are not a lot of them. Yeah, uh, and so I, I'm not a high target uh, that way. Two, m- my content isn't intended for children. It's, it's boring. It's, it's intellectual. It's, yeah. uh, you know, it's software tutorials, you know, um, it's, it's rants about it's rant. I mean, I, I literally just, <laughs> my, my animated short is an analogy, um, of how the, the, the pay scale of, uh, Hollywood is, is corrupt. I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about finances yeah. in a cartoon. Well, and right now we're we're get, doing a deep dive into the FTC. I mean, like, how many kids are really interested? Right. Let's talk about the FTC. Yeah. Kids. You know, it's like, and we're not animating it and going, how a bill becomes a law, you know? Yeah. Um, there's no songs involved in this, although I think um, it is tempting. Like, it does seem like good fodder for, like, parody um, videos and parody art. So. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I got a comment from uh, Peter Samedi from Alterna who who was doing a parody song of Coca- Copacabana, but but with uh, you know whatever Copa or Copper Apocalypse. So yeah, that's <laughs> people are already starting to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So All right. well, I I think we've touched on it pretty well. I think it's uh, it's scary stuff. I think the the uh, the the selling and usage of our data is one of the more intriguing and disturbing uh, facets of our modern society. There's one other thing I wanted to mention. I meant to mention on my YouTube video, but I did, I forgot. Um, And I, I mean, there's the YouTube part and there's the FTC. Now, as far as YouTube go, I mean, FTC, maybe I don't have to worry about this, but, but who's making these determinations because if you guys remember i mean youtube youtube has bots and everything that are trying to figure this stuff out i don't know if the ftc does that though ftc is who you have to worry about the most because of the fines but but like if you guys remember my my facebook uh i mean the thing i had when i was running my kickstarter where facebook pretty much said 
they stopped me from doing any promotions because they determined that the title of my comic young and the dead yep. meant that it was harmful to kids. <laughs> so, I mean, it basically, you know, and that was the first day, the launch of my, my Kickstarter, the previous Kickstarter, almost all of my traffic to Kickstarter was from Facebook. So them doing that pretty much, you know, affected the whole campaign from then on out because that first day is so crucial. So, Whereas that, yeah, that sucks, but it's not going to, like Corey said, it's not going to make me lose my house or go bankrupt. But if if robots are the ones making these determinations and they're wrong, which frequently they are because they don't understand nuance and things like that, then, the, you know, so it's, it's, it's super scary. So I hope I didn't make the wrong decision, you know, but I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. As... Scott, what did you mark as? What I marked as not for kids. Yeah. I'm going to go through in certain videos, like like the ones from Free Comic Book Day that actually have kids in the videos. Um, certain things I am going to go and unlist those, but but again, I, I there there's such an obvious argument that I can make that my stuff isn't for kids, but I don't know that I would have the that opportunity without paying massive legal fees. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, the only thing I would say is like, I thought about this and like you mentioned the comic book legal defense fund, because most of my channel is centered around comics. I don't know if I could get some, if that some, uh, an organization that can help represent me. I don't know. Cause I'm not technically. So yeah. So I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, first off, I would say they probably would, I mean, this is just hypothetical, but like, so my sister is a librarian, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, she works at um, a Christian school. And uh, because of a parent, um, they were trying to get rid of Bone being in the library for kids. Because mm -hmm. some parent got pissed that like there was a character that smokes a cigar <laughs> in the story. And uh, Fawn contacted the comic book legal defense fund got all this awesome material and stuff. And they got that book back in that library. And um, so I would say like, they're, you know, that's just a librarian. That's not like a cartoonist that's related to cartooning. And it has to do with the rights of that comic being in a library. Um, so they're very active and very cool. Um, my tendency on these issues and this might be to a fault. Like I might end up losing a ton of money in the future based on this, but I am really not a fan of people telling me what I can or cannot say um, on a free, on a free platform. Um, now keep in mind if this is like a workplace or something like that, like I, I get it. Like, uh, but to me, um, I, if, if someone wants to kind of like sue me for, uh, you know, for that issue, I, I think that would be quite worth it. Like I, to me, I, I don't think I don't personally want to monitor myself and like live in fear of um, overreach of government. Like I'm not, and and I'm a super liberal. I'm I'm all for regulations and stuff like that. But but um, yeah, I'm not going to let like the overreach of government like freak me out, and make me not you know kind of like tiptoe around my content or something like that, you know? So, yeah, so but, this is, this is the part I, this is the part I'm not aware of. Um, and this might address several people in the chats who have, who have raised concerns. Um, 
and you might know more of this than I do, Scott, because I haven't looked into this. What happens if I'm, what, what are the downsides of marking my channel for children? Oh, well, got like I said, it, it's going to disable your comments. So you won't be able to have any comments. Um, you, you know, certain advertisements you won't be able to run. Um, and I think there was something else that I don't remember, but. Um, I would also say, I think there might be legal issues with that. Like if you are marketing it for children, if you're marketing it for children, and then you produce content that is not for children. Um, they could say that you're intentionally. I mean, I'm just thinking from the viewpoint of like all the stuff we just read, but they could make the argument that you intentionally are trying to market stuff that's not for children to children. Okay. But I mean, what, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm interested in right now, cause that's a super hypothetical is they've come out and actually said, that I, I won't be able to have comments anymore. Yeah. If you market for kids, uh, you won't, you won't be able to have comments. Yeah. And what, and what else? Uh, I, I mean, it's the, that information's out there. I don't know. Like I said, that the advertising, you won't, uh, it, you said it was personalized ads that they won't be able to run on. I, I think that's correct. And I thought there was something else, but I can't remember what it was that uh, you won't have access to. Um, oh, uh, well, you won't, it won't be searchable. Your content won't be searchable at all. At all. Except on like YouTube kids. Yeah, there's a separate YouTube kids. I don't know what you have to do to get on that platform, but that wouldn't make sense for Corey. I mean, it, he's, no, no. he's doing this out of for out of just safety, but his content isn't for kids. I mean, there's there's like That's more than I'm probably talking. any of us. Well, maybe you too, Josh, but yeah, his content definitely is not for kids. If, if they were to what I'm getting at is like, okay, right. so I think part of why doing that is so that they can have stuff that goes to YouTube kids, not have like some weird, creepy content just pop up. Right. No, and it's, it's more to do. I think it's more to do with the advertisement, right. Advertising to kids right now. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's a kind of a separate issue. Yeah. Well, anyhow, I would just be worried that if you mark your stuff as four kids, it could end up in that algorithm and then you could be in Big no, because I they they it's not search. It's oh, I don't think there is an algorithm for. I mean, have con con comments because the chat's running right now. So, but that might not have kicked in the disabling of content. I, I did it before we went live. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's that's true. But you know, I that's what I read that you you will you won't have comments now. Maybe that doesn't go into effect until January. I don't um, know. I don't, I'm yeah. not sure. I don't know. Who knows, man. I mean, it's a it's a wild west thing, but I, for me, I feel more comfortable just saying what it is because my stuff's not not for kids. Not yeah, yeah. Because I yeah. feel like I'd have a better case in court with something like that, even though I pr I couldn't take on the government. But my point is, at least if I were in that scenario, I could be like, look, I know my stuff's not for kids. I marked it as not for kids. What right. can I say? You know, if I put like on a pack of cigarettes, like you can't buy it if you're under 18 and somebody sells it to somebody who's under 18, that's not on me. That's on the kid. Yeah, well, the, the problem is you can't, you can't plead ignorance, but we're ignorant because the law, the, the, the rules that they're giving us are so vague 
Right? There's no other thing to do but be ignorant of it because the, I mean, it's I mean, how many laws are are so like abstract uh, yeah. that you can't like you know if you go uh, you know murder somebody with a gun that's against the law or whatever. But this kind of thing you don't you don't know what you, if you're doing something wrong or not. Yeah. I mean, even if you even if you research it as thoroughly as possible, I mean, you could say ignorance on any law, but the laws are there. This you don't know. You could research it as much as you want and you're not going to find an answer. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh I don't know, it's weird. You guys are almost talking me into changing my stuff to be not yeah, I mean, I'd look into it because there's a lot of stuff you're going to be losing. Now, if you can change it back, that's a different story. But if it was like a permanent thing, that's really going to suck because it's basically a, it's a nail in the coffin for your channel for no other reason that you're you're just kind of worried that what could happen because there's there's just no way your stuff is for kids at all, Corey. I mean, it's just although I I do think Jeff makes a good point, which is like they're probably not going to pull all the kids stuff out of the search. What I'm guessing is that it's probably going to work in the reverse where I'm guessing that they're going to be filtering uh, stuff that's for adults out of kids searches, like, you know, meaning like YouTube kids and stuff like that. No, because kids aren't even supposed kids, meaning under 13 aren't even supposed to be on YouTube. Yeah. With an account. With an account. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, but that, and that brings up the whole other issue of, you know, parents just, you know, using YouTube as a babysitter. I mean, like, right. the, I mean, whose, whose responsibility is to know what your kids are doing? Is it the government's or is it yours? Oh yeah. No, I agree. But I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is like, I'm guessing that by classifying your stuff as for kids, they can filter that stuff more to kids and filter the stuff for adults to adults. And if you're marking yourself as for kids and it goes through that filter to kids, that's yeah, what but they're not supposed to be marketing anything to kids. Well, that's what I'm getting at. Even though, even though you can run kids cartoons on, on, you know, Disney or Nickelodeon all day long because they're, they're, you know, that's a corporate media and they have yeah. lobbyists and stuff. Whereas independent content creators, we don't have that same luxury. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if we're not supposed to. Ryan's world, right. Which is a giant YouTube channel for kids. Right. right. If you're Ryan's world, they're going to run Ryan's world on the kids stuff. Like the kids. Yeah. Stuff. Well, I guess, I guess, you, I guess what you can do is you can do, uh, you can do in video like uh, with sponsored videos and things like that. But as far as as far as the advertisement that advertising that yeah. YouTube is pushing, that that's not going to show up on anything that's static, that's uh, yeah. listed as for kids. But Jeff was right. I don't think they're going to take Ryan's world out of the search engine of YouTube. I think they're just going to not put ads for which actually is kind of not terrible like they're just not gonna have ads for like old spice on like a kid's thing mm, i i think it's more i i really honestly think it's more towards that they can't market to kids not that they can't market adult stuff to kids that they can't market anything to kids like i don't know I, i'm not uh, i like that giraffe light post uh tempe arizona law um that reminds me of one of my what? favorite t-shirts which is uh giraffe united against ceiling fans <laughs> it looks like a a charity. <laughs> well, here's here's something on uh, 
Uh, where, where, hold on. I pulled this up and then I can't remember where it was. Uh, yeah, this is on the FTC.gov uh, website. What Google said about YouTube. YouTube is the new Saturday morning cartoons. YouTube is unanimously voted as the favorite website for kids 2 to 12. YouTube is today's leader in reaching children ages 6 to 11 against top TV channels. 93% of tweens visit YouTube to watch videos. In fact, it's the number one website regularly visited by kids. That that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and so given given that, and that that is part of this press release saying that uh, that they're going to pay a record $170 million, which is not a big deal for them at all, yeah. for alleged violations of children's privacy laws. See, that's, that's the thing that gets me is this is not about – it's not about content creators. It is not about artists. It's not about the little guy. It is about the government trying to punish uh, Google for doing whatever they want. And yeah. Google basically just said, yeah, fine. Here's this 170 million. I don't care. And then pass the buck to the rest of us. Yep. Makes sense. Well, so it's anyway. a can of worms and it's interesting. And I think we have all, we all probably need to, I need, I know I need to read a little more on it. You know, you know, you know what would be interesting. I, I bet there are several people that on campus that teach, uh, and have expertise in these areas. Hmm, that'd be cool. And uh, I, sh- I, I might, I might uh, turn my channel back to being marked for adults, and then, uh, and then have an intellectual discussion with several professors on the air. We'll see. We'll see if I lose my lose my home doing that. I don't know. <laughs> I love Cause, it. Cause I'm sure all the nine year olds would love to talk about uh you know legal precedent and tort law yeah and all those kids are looking into you know stories about mental illness (laughs) um all right well uh i i think this has been good though i I, to me it's been really interesting because i i didn't honestly know a ton about it so still don't but yeah i don't either i still feel like i thought i was just like I don't know. I'll check a box. Who cares? I don't get ad revenue anyway. I didn't realize it's going to tank my tank my channel and not show up in searches. And yeah, look into that, Corey, because I'm yeah. pretty sure that 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 those things are that it's not you know that it's going to make it so it's not searchable and so that you're going to lose your comment section and because I mean your 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 channel is a lot about discussion. Yeah. I mean that's basically what you're doing. So right. the, to lose to lose, uh, you know, comment section, but look into it, you know. I'm also concerned for, like, people who, like, might be more on a line, like, th- than any of us. Like, mm. let's say you're doing, like, a parody. I've seen brilliant animations, like, that do a riff on the let's go, I'll go to the movies, and then it turns into this just, like, bloody chaos. <laughs> oh, like Steve well, Cutts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of people that are making that are making things for kids, but it's you know people like kids with disabilities, and and that that there's a community built around that, and they see like I mean, yeah. just because it's content for kids doesn't mean it's necessarily bad that they, that they have that they're bad actors. I mean, they're a lot of these people are honestly trying to do something positive for kids. Oh and, yeah, you know? um, I mean, like uh, I'm trying to remember. There's like this. Uh, it's it's like a train 
character and that's on YouTube and it's like this huge thing. And he just talks about shapes and stuff. And my son loved that. Um, Didn't damage his brain. It actually helped him learn shapes and colors and stuff, you know, when he was really little. So, oh, uh, Max the Glow Train, I think. That's that's good good content for kids on YouTube. So I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I yeah. really I <laughs> it's fascinating right now because basically, um, you know, the tech companies have run amok, um, unchecked and unregulated uh, for you know decades, and yeah. uh, this. And, could- get flagged you know even though it's clear i mean this is not for kids right but i mean it looks like it is i mean this yeah. is steve cuts and steve cuts it's riffing on old you know rubber hose and right. for kids you know yeah but i mean what, what i'm saying is that for for years and years um there has been a revolving door between uh, government, government lobbies, and um, and the and the tech sector, um, and I mean, like, I mean, when everybody was freaking out about uh, the FCC, um, the new FCC chair was the chief lobbyist for the telecoms. Yeah, it's like it was the weirdest situation. And then on top of that, um, I mean, basically anybody that makes their bones in Silicon Valley can just move to DC and work anywhere and and they will just get jobs. And so like everyone who's on all sides of this, um, I mean, they are intentionally going out of their way and have been for years to move so quickly and be so obscure about the language and their communication that the laws can't keep up with them. Um, and, and I just think, I just think this is super frustrating, but it is also the beginning of uh, a series of, uh, kind of big fights between the government trying to wrangle in, uh, and rein in, uh, the tech sector, which has been basically out of control. And, and I mean, the, the upcoming generation is the most anxious and depressed generation that we've ever had. And that is uh, directly related to social media use. Um, Instagram has been proven in multiple studies um, to increase anxiety and depression. It's it's like a one to one ratio. Uh, you increase your uh, your Instagram use and you increase your anxiety. You decrease it and you decrease your anxiety. There there's a number of those type of things um, that are that are just happening, but they happen so quickly that whenever Congress does get involved, you've got dinosaur idiots who don't know anything. And they ask Zuckerberg like, well, uh, how do you make money? Really? You don't know how Facebook makes money. Like they didn't know how it worked at all. They didn't even show up for the entire hearing. Some of them were just showed up and asked the same stupid questions that had already been asked. And, and it's like, did no one prep them? I don't know. And so, Basically, we have morons completely running our government. And on top of that, um, you have the tech sector, which some of those companies, there's about five companies that are more powerful than most governments on the earth right now. Um, 
They definitely have a better cash flow. Um, and uh, they are uh, basically can do whatever they want and, and, are, and are actively seeking ways to manipulate and move the public to do what they wanted them to do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, that was my rant, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I basically, I love YouTube. I love doing this stuff. I think this stuff is great. I, uh, it's not worth it to me to, to risk some stuff. So I, I got to look more into it. But I don't know. Well, we'll see. I've got a bunch, I've got a bunch of people that, that are way smarter than I am and way more involved in this stuff at work that I'll, I'll have to go buy them some lunch and pick their brain and see. All right. Fill us in on it. Um, okay. I think we should wrap it. We're almost at an hour 30. So, okay. Sounds good. I'll stop talking. No worries. Uh, okay. Where can we find your stuff, Scott? Uh, you can find me at CircWorks.com or CircWorks on uh, most major places on the internet. Awesome. And Josh, where can we find your stuff? JoshuaKemble.com, QuarterlyStories.com. That'll okay. uh, that'll get you to the latest page, which is now up. Ooh. Nice. And you can find my stuff at CoreyKerr.com, which, by the way, is not intended for children under the ages of 13. <laughs> And it's going to be really boring uh, <laughs> if if you don't like to think about things. Uh, all right. We'll see you guys later. The, the sky is not falling. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think it's going to be interesting. And uh, good things time. will shake out. We'll, we'll figure it all out. So, you know, make, make the best decision you can. And more information to come as we know what's going on. All right.